Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Journey Now podcast. We're so delighted you're tuning in with us. Uh, We love, love, love having the opportunity to play a small part in your life. And today in the studio with me, we have Kevin Dixon, senior pastor and just senior citizen of uh, of Church. We have Alyssa Alyssa McNally, the the offspring of Kevin and his wife, Lori. Um, uh, Adopted, we're not sure. Uh, there hasn't been confirmation <laughs> about this. We'll see. Uh, we have Pastor Elder like Susie Lind uh, is in the house, and then Pastor Elder Musician Tim Timmons. Susie, are you a musician? Should I add that to your bio as well? Well, I mean, I have a little. Okay, bit of history. no, she's got uh, the elder part. Uh, I got the musician part. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Now, I and can I'm, sing I, with the Cincinnati Pops. No big deal. Uh, oh my. Okay. All right. That's well. Fine. That is neither was that just a or homeless guy in Cincinnati or what? No, when I was in choir, I sang with Cab Calloway and the Cincinnati Pops. Oh, well, there yeah. you go, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news: <laughs> <laughs> Cincinnati Pops. All right, now, and I'm Mike Erie, and we are the Journey Now podcast, releasing every Wednesday. Please like, subscribe, rate. We're entering into a new season of the Journey Now podcast where we're combining several different uh, elements that we had been separating before. Susie's going to have a great interview. We're going to spend some time bantering. Who knows what will happen between now and then. Mm. Today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and, and I purposefully do not tell them the topic of the day. They all are caffeinated. They're all sipping coffee. They're all wondering uh, what it is we're going to talk about. And after you know the first like episode, Christmas, doesn't it? Feels just like Christmas. <clears throat> it, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. So does my throat. <laughs> my goodness, I got phlegm going everywhere. That's oh. the eggnog. That is the eggnog. There you go. Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have some really bad news we need to talk about. Uh, last week, a Gallup poll was released that Americans' membership in houses of worship continued to decline, <laughs> dropping under 50% for the first time in 80 years. In 2020, only 47% of Americans said they belonged to a church, synagogue, or mosque, down from 70% in 1999. Group. Is this good news, bad news, or who cares? Okay, I have a question. <laughs> of course she does. Shocker. When, when we, when you say. With, with the Boston Pops. <laughs> were they a part of this study? That's the question. Yes. Cincinnati, yes. Cincinnati, no. yeah. Okay, so when you say membership and people who say they belong, is that like official? Like I went through a membership class. I signed a paper. I got a jacket, a parking spot, like a all jacket. that deal. Or I never got I a mean, jacket. Like Me what's, neither. how's the question? How's the question posed to that's, the people taking the poll? That's like, valid. is it, I mean, is it just like, do I have a sense of belonging? Like, is there a church I call home or is it like, no, report. I've actually like, I bought a pew there. I'm paying my spot. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, claim my spot. What are we talking about? So, so, 
Susie, I'm, I'm so glad you never answer my question directly. Um, Forget. It's like what Jesus did. What's up? What's up? Um, so so the, the article goes on to say Gallup asks Americans a battery of questions on the religious attitudes and practices. My assumption is that this isn't formal membership. Your name is on a book somewhere. It's it's how often do you attend and do you, I would guess, do you consider a, a church yourself a member of a church or whatever? Right. So we're not looking at it. Otherwise, they'd miss all the kind of non-denominational folks. So, so they're self-identifying, I think, is the idea. Okay. That's a good place to start. Thank you. <laughs> but overall, that's the trend. The trend yeah, right. is yeah. is an increase in the religiously unaffiliated and a corresponding decrease in church membership. Is this a big deal or not? Alyssa, go. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal, but I wouldn't really say I'm a member at a church. Now. What? Yeah, that's weird. Breaking news. Alyssa is not a member of a church. <laughs> yeah, but I'm on the Journey podcast, so it's a little awkward. <laughs> but, okay, so hot take i give okay so i give money to two different churches every month what yeah so you're not supposed to do that why not no talk about it so i because <laughs> your all your your crowns are gone my crowns are yeah. gone yeah, yeah i lost my crown yeah. okay um oh i was hoping to regain a crown through this conversation but i think um we'll see the reason why i give money to two different churches is I'm in relationship with people in two different churches and I believe about what they're doing. So I don't necessarily uh, talk about how I go to church or how I'm a Christian because I don't really always want to associate with y'all um, socially because it kind of puts me at a spot where people aren't really excited for me to be in the room. Mm. But I still believe in Jesus and in the work of the local church. I just don't necessarily want to uh, have my name on it. So for you, this isn't bad news at all. In fact, being unaffiliated with a church in some circles would be um, would be helpful um, rather than claiming church membership or the title Christian or whatever. Yeah. So this is not necessarily bad news, and it may and it doesn't. <clears throat> to your point, it may not even accurately reflect a decrease in like spiritual attitudes towards exactly. Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. I think okay. like. I think there's a lot of people who are still engaging in spiritual practices that have a really meaningful, um, you know, relationship <laughs> with with people who are believers in Jesus and who believe in Jesus, and who like meditate, who pray, who, you know, whatever you believe um, a relationship with Jesus is to be doesn't necessarily mean that they want to be a part of a community of believers who believe the same thing. In reality, I would much rather sit in a room full of people who don't think like I do than sit in a room full of people who are just nodding their head to the same things all day, every day. Uh, I don't, that's just kind of my personality and where my bent I'd rather sit yeah. with people that I don't necessarily agree with because I think they make me better. Well, they, you also like a good argument. I do. I, I think, I think this is a really good thing. So if disruption is the thing that actually moves the needle on anything and actually has any mm -hmm. kind of change mm -hmm. yeah. effect, I think it's just, we're in that season of people going, this thing, it does actually does not work. The thing that we've been given mm -hmm. for all these years is not working anymore. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to me, what do, I what do you mean by not working? Well, I'll, I'll just speak personally. <laughs> and then I think of all the different people that I know, family members and great friends who have been like strong in the quote unquote religious system of the church. 
and are now going, I don't know. I just don't know if I buy it. And I think there are certain issues that they are saying. When, just let me flesh that out yeah. just for a second. When you say don't buy it, the church or Jesus? Gosh, I think they're having trouble with it all because it's oh, all okay. so intertwined. Thanks. Yeah. So they're seeing Christianity in quotes. Yeah as just the same as jesus and going ah, i don't really call myself a christian which i am the same i'm with you yet he pointed at Alyssa. Alyssa, yes yeah. yes yes <laughs> um yet jesus is is part of that whole thing and so if jesus is at all the same god who's hates gay people then i'm out i mean they're it's just it's like it's it's going all the way they're, they're yeah. taking the whole thing all the way this far right and to, to me, it's just this is this is the season where just to clarify, we don't think Jesus hates gay people. Just that is a true statement. Or black yeah. people. Or yeah, yeah. Or, I would say that those are the two Asi main things. Or Asians. Or Asians. Yes. I would say those are the three uh <laughs> main things that I really don't want to be associated with and make it so that I don't really want to talk about being a Christian, yeah. at least on like social media. And I mean, if people really know me and are in relationship with me and they see the way that I live my life and that I hang out with people of all different types and beliefs, then, then sure. We yeah. can talk about spirituality, but it's definitely never something I'm going to lead with because it closes a lot of doors. It closes a lot of conversations yeah. and a lot of spaces that like, I really want to be in. Yeah. Um, and I, it does, it does, I don't gain anything from saying, yeah, I'm a Christian yeah. literally gain nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally, I just, I, I like that it's disrupting. Yeah. That to me, it, I read that. I actually saw that article. I actually heard it on something that I was listening to that there was a conversation regarding um, just the decline. The decline has been happening a long time. I think the numbers are just catching up. Mm -hmm. um, I actually think it's, and I will agree with both Alyssa and Tim yes. in regards to it. I know you want more controversy, but I think it is a good thing. Cause I think, I think what's happened over this last year is a lot of the veneer is taken away. Yeah. A lot of the pretending has yep. been taken away. Mm -hmm. And now people are going, they're asking better questions. I personally am trying to figure out what to do with the word evangelical. Um, I, I don't want it attached to me anymore because I don't want to be attached to evangelicals. I was, I'm, and Lori and I were talking, my wife and I were talking about this last night. I said, one of the great disappointments of my life right now is that I've been part of that system for 35 years of being a pastor in evangelicalism. Yeah. And I see what it produced and I lament that uh, mm -hmm. culturally. Um, we've become, we've become something we were never intended to be. Um, so part of me is just really sad that mm -hmm. I've, that I've given so much of my life to this and it's turned out this way. I've seen it a journey as well. Um, I, 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 I feel bad that the product of, of what has happened over a season of we should love our neighbors well, and then people who have been a part of journey for a long time, when we ask them to wear masks are offended that we want to love our neighbors well. So there's or to stand with our, yeah. our black community friends. Just, right. Yeah. And yeah. Some of them yeah. have left yeah. because we've chosen that. To, and because and and then to accuse us of being afraid. Mm -hmm. Um so all of that, you know, and and fear has nothing to do with wearing a mask. Fear wearing a mask has to do with loving other people. And if there was anything that journey was all about. So I find uh, that we want to love people. And and so that's been so frustrating. Um, but all that to say, all that to say, I think this is just revealing what is. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. I, it, that has nothing like those numbers are no surprise. I think people are just less afraid to admit what they really think and mm -hmm. how they feel. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think it's revealing. And, and once things are revealed, then you actually can move forward. Yeah. The sad part to me is that in a lot of my friends, that it, the baby's being thrown out with a bath hmm. because it's like, mm-hmm. it's like the church thing. This thing cannot hold all the tensions, but it and can, but it can, it, of course, of course, Jesus can, and, and, yeah. and God can, yeah. but our system cannot. Yeah. And so it's either like, I don't, I can't go with you guys on this issue and this issue and this issue. Yeah. So I'm no longer this, I'm going to go to the far other side. So and that I, just makes me sad. I was getting tattooed the other day. <laughs> literally, and, yeah. literally. Yes. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Breaking news. Alyssa has tattoos of a lot of them. So uh, he has become a friend of mine because he's been working on my sleeve. And uh, we were talking about spirituality. I don't know why they always get deep when you can't leave, you know, and they're hurting you. So it's like, okay, here we go. And he um, he's a deep well, too. He is great human. His name Mm -hmm. is Zane. Yeah. If you need a tattoo in Nashville, here's a little plug. Okay. Um, breaking news Zane is awesome yeah Zane's awesome and he'll he'll tell you what's up about church but he (laughs) he was tattooing me he was like we've had a lot of conversations around deconstruction and how you know he used to be a pastor he used to go to um, bible school all the things so we have a lot in common I haven't been a pastor but basically pastor's wife pastor's kid and he said to me he was like so so why aren't you going to church like why aren't you a part of it and I was like I just don't really want the name of Christianity on like on me. Like, I just, I'm not interested in that title. I don't really want to associate with those people. And he said, you know, I used to use that excuse too. It's kind of a lame excuse. Cause, cause why don't why don't you want it? And I was like, because I don't agree with everything that they say, you know, I just don't like, and I list all the things that I don't agree with. And then he says, Oh, well, you consider yourself a liberal, don't you? And I said, yeah. And he was like, do you agree with these three things? Yeah, and I was like, good. no. And he was like, but you'll gladly stand with all the liberals. He was like, it's a bad reason to not go mm. to church. And I was <laughs> like, that's a fair point, Zane. <laughs> it's well, the first time anybody ever said anything like that to me. But I mean, and you're here with us mm-hmm. and fully engaged in this conversation yeah. with some church people. Yeah. And like, we, and- we hang out, we spend a fair amount of time together. We're in, re- we're in like genuine relationship with yeah. each other. You and I are my pastor, Susan. Well, I mean, like, but what's the difference? Like, how do you see that as the difference? Is it just because you're not going to a gathering? Yeah, probably. But I, I was uh, to my point <laughs> yesterday, Sunday was Easter mm-hmm. and I went to church um, at a different church. The other church that I give money at breaking um, news, breaking news, <laughs> went to church on a Sunday morning with the mask on. And, uh, and it was just like, I know some people there mm-hmm. and I had the reminder of, oh, what a beautiful thing it is Mm -hmm. to walk into a space where I'm known and I'm loved and I'm seen. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really agree with a word that he said up there. And I thought the music was pretty bad, but what a joy it was to, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) can't be journey music. Anyways, church is not about the music, you know, or Um, the message or the message preacher, the quality of the preacher. Yeah. So but it was just one of those moments where I go like, I, I remember I grew up in the church and my favorite thing has always been being around my friends, being around people that love me, being around people that, um, you know, are just see me. And I think the thing that has been missed and we forget is that like, we all want that. 
we all want mm-hmm. to belong. We all want to be a part of something. We all want to show up and to be seen and to be loved. And I think the big thing that I've struggled with a long time is like, well, they don't agree with me. They don't, they, they stand for things I don't want to stand with. But at the end of the day, can you really be in relationship with people who don't believe the same as you? I think so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you ha- you said earlier that you choose to be in spaces with people who think differently. Than right. You. So doesn't you it make that. sense that I just go to church because y'all don't agree with me? So maybe it is the best place for me. <laughs> but I think mm-hmm. that um, Journey is a place that has created space for people who think differently. I wouldn't say that every church is the same in that way, mm-hmm. but it's a fascinating thing. I think back to the original point was when you ask people to say like, yes, I am choosing to be a member of this space or I'm at, I'm choosing to be, um, you know, a member of, I'm choosing to say that I belong here. That's a hard thing for someone to say if they don't necessarily agree with what you're teaching or your stance on certain things. So I think as people evolve and the church stopped evolving with them, because that would be sinful. I'm kidding. But you know, that's why people no longer necessarily want to say that they're a part of it. But that's the baggage that comes with the word membership. I mean, a lot of, a lot of organizations ask you to become a member and you have to sign off on agreement with With all the things, all the things. Yeah. Like I don't agree with all the things in the statement of faith that journey, like I wouldn't sign that. Right. So I'm not a member. My dad's dad's looking looking at at you (laughs) side-eyed. Have you read it recently? I haven't read the updated one, but I, okay. I'm pro homosexuality. So I'm pretty sure it's, I'm off the list. It's not in there. It's oh. not on the statement okay. of faith. We didn't make a statement on stuff Hot like tape. that because it's outside of the essential. Okay. Then breaking, I might news. breaking news. Breaking <laughs> news. I guess I need to go read it. I'm sorry, but, guys. But it's also, you know, this is, this goes to this, mm-hmm. this question that we're now discussing is it goes to the difference between creating fences or barriers for people to find their way to Jesus. And, and what she's describing is some fences that were Mm -hmm. set up along the way Mm -hmm. that, okay, if you guys are going to put that fence up that gay people, homosexuals can't come women in leadership. Okay. Whatever we we've got a list Mm -hmm. in evangelicalism that says you've got to in the free church, which I was a part of Mm -hmm. for many years, it was, it was end times was a, a, a in some they, churches, it's the gifts of the spirit right. it's speaking in tongues. It's, right. I mean, it, it, everywhere you go, it, there's something which, and, and in, and in Christendom, mm-hmm. none of those are absolutes. None right. of those, none of those in the scheme of things, when you, you know, the joke is when you get to heaven, God's going to say, what was your position on women in leadership? Oh, you believe that women should be pastors straight to hell. Right. Well, how does, where do you get that? Where does that come from? It comes from a a place of wanting to add things to the gospel and build barriers to the person of Jesus Christ. And we're just trying to tear them all down and and build build a, a place where we just get to introduce people into that's yeah, it's what our focus is on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the frustrating part is and but then if you're if you're lumped in mm-hmm. with this bigger group of evangelicals or church people or whatever, however you want to say it, there's, there's a litmus test for some people when they come to a church, they look for certain things. And if you don't have those things, they're out. Mm -hmm. So Mike, do you have thoughts on this whole topic? (laughs) I think you guys are killing it. Are you kidding? I I just think the tragic piece of this is that for many um, Christianity is just going to church. 
And um, it's not an all-encompassing way of life. And it's just been reduced to, um, and the church has done this, right? It's reduced following Jesus to attending church activities and being church and being busy at church. And that's, I'm delighted that that that's being uncoupled. You know what I mean? So I'm with you guys. I don't think this is, uh, I don't think this is bad news at all. So we'd love to hear. Oh, go ahead. I'd be curious to know, like, what is the the main goal of like the membership or the Sunday morning experience that, that people are looking for? Um, Great question to ask to a room full of people that work for a church. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. All right. What What do you guys think? What are we looking for? Well, I would argue what you, you talked about a minute ago is people are looking for a place to belong and find relationship. Mm -hmm. If I hear anything over and over again, it's that. It's interesting too, because like, you know, kind of where we're at right now with the pandemic, there are people who are one year in starting to feel more comfortable because either they're vaccinated or whatever in coming back to in-person gatherings. Yeah. And I feel like in the last two weeks, I've heard from more people, not just in our community, but in other communities, Mm -hmm. how they didn't realize how much they missed being in a room full of people singing the same songs Mm -hmm. and hearing a message and just kind of being with and among Mm -hmm. the people of God and connecting with God corporately together with a group of people. Because I mean, I, I would say the people that I've talked to in those conversations, they certainly have been connecting with Jesus and yeah. still, you know, outside of the gathering and probably also went through a period of time in the last year where they questioned, well, then why do I go to church? Do I even need to go? Like, is it even, cause like I'm enjoying my hikes by myself with my family on Sunday mornings, but then they've, for whatever reason, decided to come back. And then once they're in that space, they're recognizing and I, I mean, I, I always wonder like big picture, like what a gift that is. And yeah, you know, it's what, it, what is that revealing? Like, how is God using all of this to reveal something mm-hmm. to us? Yeah. Awesome. So we'd love to know uh, journey folks, what you think, give us some comments, some feedback, some questions. This is such a juicy topic for discussion, uh, particularly. And I, I love that as a crew of people who are honest about the church but also believe in it. You know, it's simultaneously this glorious bride of Jesus and this human frail, petty institution that we live in the crossroads of that. And we're, we're each in our own way committed uh, to seeing this move forward. I think that's a, a, a really healthy place to be. So we'd love your thoughts, comments, texts, tweets, likes, shares, reviews, any of that kind of thing. Your tattoo recommendations mm-hmm. are also uh, very welcome. Uh, but but we're now gonna uh, flip it over to Susie. Susie walked in the room today and said, "This interview that you're about to hear is one of the best she's done. Don't blow she's it. She's done some great ones. So anyway, it better live up to that. Here, ladies and gentlemen, Susie Lynn. Such an interesting conversation, my friends, and so much to think about in terms of how the church is changing and honestly, probably growing. In our next segment, you're going to hear from Edwin Rivera. 
Edwin is a longtime partner here at Journey, and in our conversation, we talk about the current need and longing to belong and be part of a community, as well as how he's had to reimagine his dreams as a musician and a father post-pandemic. We would love to know your thoughts and what you think about how church membership and belonging is changing, as well as how maybe you've had to reconstruct your own dreams and how life has changed for you post-pandemic. You can leave us some comments or text us at 615-861-9503. I hope you enjoy this next conversation. And if you want to join Edwin's Old Fashions and Cigar Group, reach out to him at edwin.rivera.3, all three words spelled out, at gmail.com. Hey, everyone. I am here with Edwin. Rivera the third. Nice. Thank you for the, the suffix it's important. there. Yes, it's important. it is. It's very important. Um, Edwin is a long time partner with Journey. You've mm-hmm. been here a long time through a lot of different iterations of Journey. Yeah. And you have a beautiful family. Thank you. I love your wife, Caitlin. She's great. Um, everything that you see on screen on Sunday mornings has Caitlin's fingerprints on it as, I mean... She's. I call her our director of photography. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good. And then your beautiful kids, two, one on the way. Yeah. Right? Yep, in a month. We're thinking early, but we have a little boy coming in, in May. I know Edwin's excited if it falls on the same day as Little E, the fourth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then... I'm not going to say the name of the boy coming next month, but... Yeah, because people will text us our opin- their opinions about what they think about the name, and we True. don't really want to hear it. Oh, they'll take it. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. Cool. Yeah. Well, I wanted you to come on today because um, for a couple of reasons, um, I want to talk about community, mm-hmm. and you've been a big part of get gathering people together mm. in community through as as we're kind of coming out of some quarantined distanced time mm. and as we're trying to navigate at this place in the pandemic how can we gather with people safely and and things that you've learned in that mm. and i also want to talk to you about just your life as a musician mm-hmm. this last year so let's dive in first with um for people who go to journey or are thinking about or associated loosely with Journey that live in the area. We welcome everyone, yeah. right? Um, you had this brilliant idea. <laughs> I got this text from you one day saying, I think we need to start gathering people together. And what if I just open up my backyard mm-hmm. and pour some old fashions yeah. and have some cigars? Yeah. And what happened? <laughs> uh, uh, first hour, it was crazy. Like we've had, we had everybody sign up through um, mm-hmm. the groups on Planning Center. And then I started a Slack, and we're up to 16 people, 18, 20, actually on Slack, it's 25 people that, you know, including myself and Caitlin. But yeah, uh, a lot of people in the area close to where we live in Thompson mm-hmm. Station signed up, and it's it's been awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So this is part of our, like, we're calling it a group, mm-hmm. part of our group's ministry, if you will. And what we're finding is that people want to gather together in smaller communities because, one, it's safer. Mm-hmm. And 
secondly, it's more intimate and you really get to know people and connect with people. And we've all sort of been longing for a relationship mm-hmm. and people are looking for different things. I mean, things have come up with for people in this last year where, you know, they might be looking for something more um, intentional, like with scripture or learning something or studying a book or, um, you know, we've got a lot of different things out there that people are are talking about and wanting to gather around. But you were feeling specifically like, I just think people want to just be together. Yes. And what you told me after the first meeting was, I think we all really needed this, right? So tell us what it felt like. I mean, to to come together and just be with one another in a, a time where, you know, it's it's probably been a year or mm-hmm. a little under a year where mm-hmm. we could do something like this. And it's it's funny because Caitlin said, so you're doing an old-fashioned thing? And you, I found out through an email. I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. Like, I really just had this idea. And for people who don't know, <laughs> old-fashioned, when we talk about old-fashioned, we're not talking about a way of life, but mm-hmm. we're talking about a drink. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's been great. Like, like, last night, you know, we had a couple of people that said, you know, this has been really life-giving. Mm. You know, it's it's good to just be, and if deep conversations happen, if, if we get, if we peel layers of our stories and we want to go that route, we can. But if you just want to be there, enjoy a good cocktail, smoke a good cigar, and be around people that you, you haven't met with in a long time, or is this is your first time meeting, I mean, it, it is truly life-giving to to be with other people. Mm-hmm. And just sit and, you know, have have a good drink. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you're listening and you want to know more about Edwin's Old Fashioned and Cigar Night, it happens every other Tuesday. No, no Monday. Monday. Every yeah. other Monday. You can go to our website for more information and, and how to get connected there. Yeah, the, our next cocktail is going to be really good. Oh. Yeah, Bobby brought this. Um, it's called Screwball. It's a peanut butter whiskey. Mm-hmm. And last night I made a, a mock one-off, so I used chocolate bitters and orange zest, and I think I'm gonna add like a like a raspberry garnish. We might need to put the recipe in the show notes. Uh, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Edwin used to be a bartender professionally. Actually, no, I was never a bartender. Really? Actually, yeah, I just I I I worked at Gray's for mm-hmm. like a year or so. And I just learned through the bartenders. That's so awesome. It's just it's just being around it. You have professional influence. Yeah, and you know <laughs> it's it's one of those things. Like I I respect alcohol kind of like I respect guns. I like I don't mm-hmm. I don't abuse it. I respect it, and and I think that's something that needs to be you know like when when it comes to alcohol in the conversation with my son, mm-hmm. you know it's just one of those things. Like look like we this is not a toy. Yeah. Like you know this we enjoy it, and then and and. If, we when we step to that line to where we probably had a little too much, we stop and have water. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. So that's good. Yeah. Okay. So a year ago, mm-hmm. you had pretty much just landed. Yeah. A great gig. Yeah. That was a step in motion towards your dream. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh. Well, I was a stage slash drum tech for my buddy Leaf, who plays for uh, Jeremy Camp, and like you mentioned, that's the closest I've been to what I want to do since moving here in like '06, mm-hmm. and that is to play. And I 
we toured opening up for like Mercy Me mm -hmm. and Jeremy Camp was doing his um, I Still Believe kind of like promo stuff because his film was going to come out. And just, yeah, setting the stage and being with other people from Journey as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it 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 was the step in the right direction. It's like, I, I like, oops, sorry. <laughs> like you said, it's, it's the closest I've been to yeah. what I want to do. And I mean, it was great tour bus and being in a different city every weekend. Um, yeah, it was it was a blast, and I was having fun. How long did it last? Uh, I say about a month and a half. And then everything shut down. Yeah, it seemed like every weekend the the, <laughs> the city we were in or the state we were in, um, every time we left, that state would close down. Mm. Um, it would close the arenas, gatherings, and all that kind of stuff. And we were in Florida setting up. And um, we were told to put the stage up, get everything ready. Mm -hmm. But just in case you want to know, we might get a phone call from um, uh, the city. That it might not happen. So Bumville for a little bit. We were setting up and 75% good to go. And then we get a text saying, hey, everybody meet. It's time to have that talk. Ugh. Yeah. It was it was rough for a lot of people. And, I mean, the band really felt, and the crew felt, felt bad for Jeremy, mm -hmm. you know, because this was promoting his film that was coming out. And, you know, a lot of people, this is what they do to, you know, pay bills. And it was just a surprise that we had to stop. So... Is that, so you come home, tell mm -hmm. us what it was like for you in oh, processing man. it. Processing, coming home, it sucked. It really did. Because with, you know, speaking with Caitlin, like, this this was it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I was close. Like, the closest I've ever been. This is what I worked for for many years of just just grinding 24 seven, mm -hmm. constantly thinking about it. And, you know, I, it sucked. It really did, you know? And, you know, I, I felt, I felt like I failed Caitlin because mm -hmm. I mean, she's been a really big, sorry, I'm sorry right now. Um, she's a, she's a big supporter and that, you know, like that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons like, being married to her and wanting this to like come to life is because like I I I want her to say, you know, you did it, and I want to say like it, it happened because of you. Mm -hmm. Like you've given me these mm -hmm. chances of, you know, don't get a job until I agree. Like you take it, and and she's fought really hard and she works really hard to like you know provide for the family when I'm not doing anything musically. So it. it it was rough because I, I felt like I was letting her down, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So her job too is, I mean, she works in mm -hmm. the entertainment industry as well as a 
What I mean, she's actually a director of photography, right? Oh uh, no, she or? is. Um, excuse me. She is uh, AC. She's an assistant camera, like okay. second AC. So mm-hmm. she works on. Um, I know you can't see this, but I'm moving my hands mm-hmm. towards me. So when I say on this side of the camera, she works on the part where, you know, yeah. that side. Um, and um, that's yeah, that's that's her gig that so, she's been doing that. So for a while. both of you were. Re- you know, your careers are kind of, I mean, there was a moment where there was nothing. Mm -hmm. So um, talk a little bit about if you would, because I think a lot of people can relate to this in this last year of like, you know, having to, I mean, I know you pretty, pretty well enough to know that, that this has been a dream for you. And yet you've also held it somewhat loosely because you've experienced a lot of life in the midst of that dream. And you've, I mean, you're a good man, Edwin, and like you provide for your family and you work hard and you do what it takes. Mm -hmm. So you've had to, because you're a dad and you were a single dad for a while, like Mm -hmm. you've had to hold things loosely. So I imagine that there was an even bigger step of relinquishment this last year. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about how God met you in that or how you experienced him in that all, I mean, the good, the bad, the, you know, yeah. Um, you know, as we believe that, you know, God created everything Mm -hmm. and everyone. And in the midst of everything that was going on, you know, we, we have to look for the the small things that remind us that he's there. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that be a still small voice when it's quiet and or it's just when your kids are running around mm-hmm. laughing mm-hmm. and just playing chase with one another or just, you know, enjoying a cup of coffee with your wife on the patio while they're still sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this pandemic, uh, I chose to, to be a student of the circumstances, not a victim of the circumstance. Wow. Because... Uh, it, it, it's learning to to be with your wife because mm. like hustling for so long it's been a while since we, like we did that mm-hmm. like wake up in the morning not feeling like p diddy but wake up in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and and have a cup of coffee with caitlin outside on the mm-hmm. porch and and enjoy that and i'll like when it comes to my kids i'll never see you know, you know, our future boy, I might not be able to see him grow up like I, I've seen Lyra and Edwin grow up to be constantly home mm-hmm. and see their, their, their personality, who mm-hmm. they are, mm-hmm. just grow. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's been very life-giving because I, I needed that as well because when I, when I lost the gig something that has always been excuse me something that's always been is my family mm-hmm. you know my family's there and you know i there was nothing the only thing bad about the whole thing was losing the gig yeah. and and all the unknowns with Caitlin's gig as well mm-hmm. because she's freelance and you know when everything went down i think for I for our family, things went up. 
Yeah. You know, and it's it, it was nice. And it it was a, a little taste of retirement, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and but in, in that time, you know, we we kept each other, you know, like, okay, what can we do while we have this time? Mm-hmm. You know, I built up my home studio. I honed my skills, you know, in Logic and Final Cut Pro. And mm-hmm. I sold drums during a pandemic, which mm-hmm. was crazy. Yeah. And and that's been taking off a little bit. And just crazy ideas that Caitlin sometimes has to, you know, yeah. pull me down from the clouds and be like, okay, cool. What, what's step one before we get to, you know, that part? And yeah, it's 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 been great. So you have you started a, a drum company. So it's not like I want the listeners to know like you're not just selling off your drums. You're making drums. Yes, yeah, and, and yeah. 2013, I I started a a little little company called Third and Fourth Drums, and uh, you know that's something that I hustled as well with. Mm-hmm. And you know there were times where I wanted to give it up, but it's always been there. And I think. Uh, like you were saying, holding that loosely to where it's not my master, it's not taking all my time, it's not taking my time away from my kids, it's not mm-hmm. taking time away from my wife, or just with, with you know with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, holding that loosely has it's it's been beneficial. It, it, mm-hmm. it, like I've I've made great um, friendships and, and throughout like this country um, with drummers who just want a well crafted drum yeah. and. They just hit me up, and I I still get texts like you know happy birthday or you know checking on me when we had the snowstorm and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I make drums on the side. So has the dream changed for you at all? And that's a good question. Um, I think it has. Or reshaped? Like tell tell us about that. Like how has it been? Um, I think what what Caitlin and I have learned is that. We've had tough conversations together about she doesn't want to stop what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She enjoys her job until her body is able to do it, you know, until she's 60, 70. Like she said, I want to do this. This something that we've learned is that through Caitlin, something that I've learned through Caitlin is that, you know, I want my work to provide for my life, mm-hmm. not be my life. Right. So. With Caitlin, she's always said, I do this gig because it allows me to do things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And that's something that her and I have talked about to where she's like, hey, are you okay being home when I have gigs? I was like, yes. Like, I don't want to pay someone to watch our kids. Mm -hmm. You know, if anyone needs to be there, it's one of us, right? Mm -hmm. So... The dream has changed. I still do drums. I still mm-hmm. play drums. And, uh, but funny you should ask. Last week I said, if I get the call to be on the road, mm-hmm. do you think that's a good idea? And she asked me what 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 did I think. I said, well, I think with me going back to school, and sorry I didn't mention that. Um, and you wanting to do what you want to do, mm-hmm. I think it's best that I just focus on what I'm doing so far that's been working mm-hmm. and what has been working for us as a family. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So finding a gig that allows me to be home is something that is beneficial for us 
but it also allows me to have, you know, a drum room, a garage where mm-hmm. I can work on drums, sell drums, play drums. So the dream of wanting to play mm-hmm. is still there. Yeah. Like I'd still do it, but I would have to talk to Caitlin, yeah. you know, and navigate that scenario. But I think as of right now, me going back to school for something I enjoy as well, um, and then finding a gig that allows me to be home with the kids while I work mm-hmm. or while she's working is something that that's changed. That's something that was never on the table for me for a long time. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're in school. Uh, I started. Oh, well, having I applied, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to start in the fall. Okay. And that's to just finish your bachelor's? Uh, no, I'm actually going to Columbia State to get an associate. Okay. Um, I'm doing uh, programming, coding, and like mobile technology stuff, cool. like build apps and all that kind of stuff. I just enjoy building things. Mm-hmm. And I've dabbled in that a little bit in this whole quarantine thing mm-hmm. before like, like Thanksgiving. I was waking up early and doing, you know, coding camps and all that kind of stuff. But just building something and seeing the end result is always satisfying. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work, you try to figure out, like, what, why is it not working? And I just like tinkering. Yeah. I'm I'm a tinkering guy. So that's awesome. That kind of goes with being a drum drum tech. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very true. Man, man, there was one time when Leave Snare just busted and just like giving him a snare on top while he's playing and taking it off and trying to fix that snare on the spot. Um, yeah, tinkering with drums, like just knowing the anatomy of a drum is, mm-hmm. is very important as a drum tech. So yes, tinkering with drums is very important. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so to close, I have a couple of just like, you know, non-related fun questions mm-hmm. for you. Um, who or what are you learning from right now? Who or what? Man, I was not prepared for this. I know, that's the point. Uh, who am I learning from? Or what am I learning from? I'm learning a lot from my son. Mm. Um, knowing that uh, together, this is our first time being in a pandemic, learning online, knowing that he's not an online kid. Mm-hmm. Like he had high C's during this whole first semester and then mm-hmm. going to school. Uh, he's back in the A's and B's. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude. But I've learned from him that, you know, this is this is not just happening to us. Yeah. Like this is happening to everybody. So trying to be kind and knowing we could never do homeschool. <laughs> never in my life yeah. am I doing homeschool. I learned that too this year. Yeah. I had this fantasy of being like this really great homeschool mom, you know, like, oh, this is this is the time I can try it and I'm going to be so awesome at it. And like, I mean, a month in, I was like, no, no. No, <laughs> no so I'm Not like, my Caitlin, lane. I'm tapping out. Yeah. You go, I'll be right back. Yeah. And I mean, like it's, it's it got to the point where like I'm, I'm like, I'm, Edwin and I are crying together mm, yeah. because I, I said, look, like we, we didn't mean for this to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm learning just as you're learning. I'm going back to second grade, mm-hmm. but like I, I'm learning to be here and you know, like I'm, 
I'm trying my best and all I'm asking you is to do the, your yeah. best as well. Isn't it amazing? Like we have kids and we think we put all this pressure on ourselves about raising them well and all that. And really they become our greatest teachers. Oh, you hit it <laughs> on the spot. And yeah. can I tell one story yeah. about that? Like, uh, while I think, uh, I think I don't know, it was three or four. Um, it was time for bed and this is, you mm-hmm. know, learning from our kids we he had a he was into like uh cars or so like lightning mcqueen he had this lightning mcqueen blanket that he would go to bed with mm-hmm. and nightly i saw him looking like around on his blanket the lightning mm-hmm. mcqueen blanket just looking looking and then he would find this one corner of the the the, um, the blanket and put it up against his sheet he did this for a little bit and then one day like one night i asked him i was like hey what what are you doing he goes i just i like this part of the blanket and I, I like I like just holding it and putting it against my cheek, and so I looked at it. I was like, "Oh, okay." It, it the seam of the blanket was broken, mm. and in that moment, I don't know what clicked, but something said, "This is God's love." Hmm. My son, during right before going to sleep, would search the blanket, look for the mm. the part that's imperfect. And put it up against his cheek before he goes to sleep. And I'm like, oh my God, like my four-year-old yeah. just took me to church. <laughs> That's amazing. You know? So like, yes, learning from kids, It's if we're aware and, and we're like present with our kids, I think they are one of our greatest teachers. That's awesome. Yeah, you're right. So for anyone who's listening that's still, you know, like my my kids want to become musicians, right? Yeah. They're they're teenagers still and they want to become musicians. But then there's a lot of people, you know, who are still moving to Nashville that have the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, they may or may not have families. What what would be your wisdom to 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 offer? Wisdom to offer other Musicians were moving to Nashville. Or anywhere. Like, they, you know, like dreams have had to be reconstructed a little bit this mm-hmm. year, right? Yeah. So, you know, well, someone comes to your house for an old fashioned and cigar and they want to know, Edwin, what do I do? <laughs> All right. Um, I think something that is very important as I think just creatives in general, or just a, mm-hmm. as, a, as a person, as a being... Um, always have, and when I say this, it's not a, it's not a plan B type thing. Mm -hmm. It's more just have your hands in other cookie jars as well, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So find other creative outlets that satisfy that creative soul Mm -hmm. to where if it's, um, making arts and crafts, or if you have a crazy idea of, of something that's just completely opposite of music, Mm -hmm dive into that like mm-hmm. and and know that you aren't your job you you are not what brings in um you know the cash the money that if it hasn't blown up or if you're not getting the callbacks all the time it's it's going to be okay but just be a good dude or gal mm-hmm. and something that I would tell myself if you're a musician I shot myself in the foot because I wanted to play one certain style of music. I wanted to start a band from scratch, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be gun ho. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, 
Nope, I'm not doing, I'm not playing country, nothing. Um, I think if I would have came in and done what I want to do, but also the other cookie jar of just playing different styles of music. Opening yourself up to possibilities. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and meeting people Mm -hmm. and just be like, okay, I I can do the country thing. I can do the hip hop thing. I can can program drums if you want me to. I think in, as a drummer, there are different outlets that you can branch out to and still be satisfied. So I, I think just being open to more opportunities is a good thing. Yeah, that's good. Okay, last question. What, besides your family, because mm-hmm. we know your family brings you joy, mm-hmm. what, besides your family, is bringing you joy right now? What's bringing me joy? Man. And it can be anything. Like for me right now, it's these pants from REI that I got for my birthday. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I love wearing them. They make me happy <laughs> because they're cute and comfortable. <laughs> That's great. Um, I think something that has brought me joy and it has rekindled um, a little right before the pandemic and the throughout the whole pandemic and even now, um, I have started reading comic books again. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's it's a way that Edwin and I connect. He has his own like collection that he's he's purchasing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have gotten to uh it's it's I know this is re- really geeky, but it's it's called leagueofcomicbookgeeks.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like a it's to where people read a comic book and they go review it and do all that kind yeah. of stuff. So like just meeting other comic book nerds has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And just recant like, like, yeah. A new awakening for you. Yeah, I've I've started drawing again and like kind of inking on the iPad and all that kind of stuff. And it's been really fun. Like, you are a good artist. I I love it. And if if I couldn't do drums, it'd be that. Okay, so DC or Marvel? Marvel, hands down. So do I remind you of Winter Soldier? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Have you have you seen? Uh, oh my gosh, you? I'm so hooked. Yeah, I'm so oh, in. Oh my god, it's, it's. I mean, Wandavision. Yes, was like amazing, amazing. I could not wait every week, and oh, and man. I'm totally in on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh man, yeah. Wandavision was so good because mm-hmm. it brought me back to uh, when. I watched uh, like Honeymooners with my mom, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I Love Lucy, yeah. Golden Girls, Family Matters. Mm-hmm. I was like, if if like Edwin as a, a kid doesn't know these shows, so he was like, oh, this is pretty cool. But Edwin, you can ask Caitlin this. Edwin and I flipped out. Mm-hmm. Can I do spoilers? Mm, sure, why not? Okay, I uh, mean, if, you if don't, people if, haven't watched it by now, yes. Uh, <laughs> skip. 30 seconds to a minute if you don't want to hear what I'm about to say. But when Quicksilver showed up, uh-huh. my son and I did exactly the same thing at exactly the That's same amazing. time. We got up, put our hands on our head, and said, what? <laughs> Loud. And just, I'm calling my mom. That's I'm amazing. texting all my Marvel friends, my like the, uh, the guy who works at uh, Outer Limits. By the way, if you like comics, go to Outer Limits in uh, Franklin. Uh, Brandon's a cool dude. I was texting him. I was like, bro, I'm yeah. freaking out. Like, this is amazing. I put it on Facebook. People were like throwing gifts under mm-hmm. it. I was like, oh, this is so good. But yes, Marvel. Well, for anybody who has experienced any type of grief this last year, WandaVision is a great case oh. study on grief and what it can do 
to the human soul. Oh my God. Um, Did you, you remember that line that vision said? Oh yeah. I mean, I, my, I, last weekend I was in California for the memorial service of yeah. a dear friend of mine and her husband quoted oh my God. vision. It was so powerful. And I was like, amening in the <laughs> audience because he was, I mean, it's such a powerful, Man. you know, that what is grief, but love everlasting, yeah. something like that. That was just, so I highly powerful. recommend just Googling that. Yeah. Because it yeah. like the church can learn so much so from much. it. So much. Like in general, everybody can learn something from that one line from mm-hmm. an Android, a mm-hmm. robot. Yeah. But yeah, I think Marvel's killing it. Yeah. Well, thanks for being with us today. Oh, and it's a um, for those of you listening, thanks for joining us on the Journey Now podcast today. If you want to connect with Edwin, you can reach him at. What's your email address? Uh, Edwin.Rivera.3, and you spell out three. And if you're wondering how to spell Rivera, it's a river with an A at gmail.com. Or you can go to EdwinRivera3.com and just hit up all the socials as well. Awesome. But yeah, I love to connect. And if you like old fashions or cigars, or if you just need a good hang, um, every Monday night, every other Monday night, we gather at my place and... You are welcomed. Awesome. Thanks, Edwin. Um, Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Peace. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore TN. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.